0: Welcome into Locked On Big Ten. Everything you need to know about the every single weekday. Coming up on today's show, we've got our Penn State football preview heading into the season. We're going at every single team in the conference. And our Tuesday co-host, Kevin McGuire, is with us to discuss. We'll get to Kevin in just a minute. But first, our show today is brought to you. By our fantasy football live show coming up on Locked On. If you have any fantasy football questions you need answered before your draft, don't miss Locked On Fantasy live this Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, start or streaming on the Locked On NFL YouTube page. You can subscribe now so you don't miss it. Our stable of fantasy experts will answer your questions live or submit them ahead of time to at Locked On Network. On Twitter. That's going to be a whole lot of fun on Wednesday, but we got some fun to have here right now. Kevin McGuire with us. We're going to talk Penn State in a minute, Kevin. But first, the big, biggest news of the day the AP college football poll came out, the one that counts, at least until they start getting that college football playoff poll involved. And pretty much everything came out as even as it was in the coaches' poll. And as we've discussed online, if you follow us over at Nate with Sports, me personally, or at locked on big 10 you know that kevin nailed his predictions on the coaches poll last week so i'd imagine you don't have a lot of surprises what you saw from the media this week kevin
1: no i really didn't and i kind of expected that this preseason poll the ap top 25 was going to be pretty similar to what we saw out of the coaches poll there's always going to be a couple differences here and there with a couple of the rankings I, I certainly, as far as the big 10 teams were concerned, I didn't actually uh, compare and contrast uh, one through 25 with both of those polls. But as far as the big 10 teams were concerned, nothing really drastically all that different. A lot of the same areas uh, on the ranking Wisconsin's the only one that's a little bit different and there are three spots higher in the AP top 25 than the coaches poll. So uh, not a whole lot earth shattering there. I was wondering if another big 10 team was going to sneak in with one of those late 20 twi- top 25 picks Uh, But unfortunately for uh, Michigan, that was not the case this year. Well, Michigan wasn't even the team in the
0: coaches poll. That was the biggest surprise to me. Wasn't even in the top 25. Northwestern was in the coaches poll last week. Number 26 was a couple of votes away from being in that top 25 poll. They end up falling all the way down to below Michigan. What would be if you kept the polls going number 33 in the country. So it says to me that the coaches are valuing Northwestern a little bit more and Pat Fitzgerald and what he has out there. I don't know what it means for the football season or what Northwestern's actually going to do, but I, I think those are just the, the facts right now that you can take away from that, or just the one fact you can take away. Maybe the coaches think Northwestern's a little bit better than the media does. And I tend to trust what coaches think over what you and I think,
1: Kevin. The, there's one thing that I think that I have come to realize, looking at all these preseason polls over the years, the AP is going to be a little bit more biased in one direction and the coaches are going to be a little bit more reactionary to what happened most recently last season. So that could come into play a little bit as well. Northwestern just played for the Big Ten Championship last year, second time out of three years. Uh, meanwhile, Michigan had a, a, a season of struggles. So I think that that comes into play a little bit. But the AP poll, it's a little bit more leaning towards some traditional biases in some cases. That's why towards the end of those top 25 rankings in the top 25 for the AP, uh, you will tend to get uh, a Texas or a Michigan or, you know, Notre Dame's ranking always seems to be a little bit inflated some years. That's just the way it is with the AP poll with so many voters uh, casting ballots. Coaches obviously look at things a little bit differently. And, you know, I don't know how many coaches actually care about the polls anyway.
0: And that plays across the rest of the differences in the rankings to Wisconsin a little bit higher up than the coaches pull Penn State a spot higher than the coaches pull these traditional college football powerhouses, getting a little bit more love from the media, which gives us a good way to segue into the Penn State Nittany Lions. Again, Kevin's the host of our Locked On Nittany Lions show every single weekday. So I'll ask you first, Kev, what do you think about number 19? It was number 20 that you said they'd be around last year in that 17 or last week in that 17 to 20 range. This was expected. But where do you feel like the fans are at at Penn State's? I think I read lowest preseason rankings since they were unranked like five, six years ago.
1: Yeah, and I think it's pretty fair considering what we saw last season and the kind of questions that that Uh, production last year brings up in the off season. So I think Penn State going into this upcoming 2021 season does have some questions that they have to answer. Uh, I'm sure we're going to get into it as the show progresses, but I tend to be a little bit more optimistic. So I think that there's a good chance that Penn State is a better team than a number 19 preseason ranking. But I will say they're going to have to go out and prove that before people start uh, thinking that way about Penn State. And they're going to have their challenges. Uh, That week one game against Wisconsin is a big opening litmus test Uh, for both Wisconsin and Penn State. So if Penn State happens to win that game, I think the outlook for Penn State throughout the rest of the season will change dramatically. But again, I think it's a fair ranking to start the year. They've got some questions. They're going to have to answer them. And if they do, then they're going to move up their rankings pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, that's something that's been kind of a disclaimer throughout all of this rankings talk is that everyone in the Big Ten is going to have the opportunity to play their way up into where they want to be. And Penn State has, as you mentioned, that opportunity right away. How do you feel about having that big of a challenge right off the bat after a season in which, well, let's be frank, right now you're trying to make a bounce back?
1: Yeah, I, I'm kind of conflicted because I think that this team in particular would benefit from having a game that isn't quite as high tense and, and um, as important on the schedule with a Big Ten opener against a really good quality opponent who could very well go out and win the Big Ten West. I think it would probably benefit Penn State to have a little bit more of a tune-up opportunity. But that said, some of the talk that we've seen coming out of uh, Penn State's fall camp is that they are being extra motivated to get on the same page and get things in rhythm quicker this year because of the quality of opponent they have on the road against Wisconsin. Not going to be an easy environment, of course, and I think that kind of uh, sets the adrenaline a little bit towards making sure that you are improved and showing that you're improved right off the bat because there isn't any time to make adjustments here when you've got an opponent on the road like Wisconsin Uh, you you can't you have to be ready to go uh, more so than you have been in other previous seasons yeah that's the team that according to the Big Ten media at least
0: is the favorite to win that West division it would be a big win for Penn State to start off the season Kevin we'll get into more with the Nittany Lions later on in the program but Before we take a quick break, I want to get a quick little tidbit from you, a little bit of a bite. First, before we go, what do you think is like the biggest thing you're thinking about right now as a Penn State fan, as someone who covers this team, just going into the season? What's like the biggest thing nagging at your brain as to like the biggest
1: question mark, I guess? Can Penn State rely on Sean Clifford to be a consistent and efficient quarterback from start to finish? Because That's been a little bit of a hurdle, especially last season. That, to me, is the biggest question mark because Penn State did not get a chance to add any experience and depth at the quarterback position. In fact, they actually lost it. Uh, Their backup, Will Levis, is now the starting quarterback at Kentucky. Uh, So that is a big question mark. It's going to be a Sean Clifford or bust kind of a season for Penn State's offense. So how much much faith do you have that Sean Clifford is going to be able to be consistent and efficient week-to-week, series-to-series. I think that's the biggest question for Penn State this year. And Sean Clifford is
0: where we'll start the conversation in just a moment as we get down and dirty with Penn State football again. A team that was under five hundred last season, not expected to be, and again, in the top 25 this year, but with certainly plenty to prove going into the fall of 2021. We'll get into more with that with Kevin in just a second. But first, a reminder, today's episode's brought to you in part by Rock Auto. Kevin, with all sorts of increasing numbers of cars out there, there's just all sorts of different parts that people need. And not everywhere that you're used to going or your parents were used to going is going to have those parts. The part shops, the dealerships, they're just not always out there. We're in a modern age, and rockauto.com allows people to find the parts they need at the price they need. We've been telling them about them for a long time. It's one of those sponsors that we have that it just makes sense. Like you got nothing to lose by looking at the site and at least seeing if you can get something to repair, upgrade, whatever you need as we get into the last part of summer here. And you of course want to make sure your car is in tip top shape.
1: Absolutely. That's why I go to Rock Auto because I know nothing about cars other than exactly what I'm driving. So I just go to rockauto.com. You enter the make and model of your vehicle and it brings you up everything they have available for you. And they are a family business. That's why they give you the best deals possible. They kind of treat you like family because they know that this is a stressful process that everybody has to go through at some point. So they're going to make it as simple and straightforward for you. That's why I love rockauto.com. You
0: can do it right from the comforter, your couch. You can have the parts delivered straight to your home. And as you mentioned, this is a family business that just cuts out that middleman of having to get that price hiked up. And of course, you run that risk of just not getting what you need if you make that trip out to somewhere else. It's just old fashioned, outdated. So go over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know. We sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices. That's Rock Auto, helping us get you. the show today. they can, of course, help you get wherever you're going in your vehicle too. Kevin, we also got to tell the people about Stat Hero. It's a daily fantasy sports site unlike anything else, because these things are all over the place now, but Stat Hero does it a little bit differently. This site, instead of you going up against everybody else, which is why I never played, it's like you have such a little chance of being able to beat everyone, it's all luck. Instead, you go up against the stat hero lineup, the one lineup that they've chosen, and if you beat it, you win. It's like betting up against the book on a normal game line or anything else. It's something that I've really gotten drawn to because, again, it's not like you have to beat the thousands of people and just get lucky with who you choose you're able to bring some of your skill and knowing everything into it and try to beat the bookies out here at stat hero it's really cool
1: yeah i've dabbled in daily fantasy before and like you said it is very difficult to come out ahead when you're going up against thousands of other people that are trying to do the same thing but if you go one-on-one your chances of making some money are increasing exponentially so that's why it's drawing me to stat hero as well that's why i'm loving to see what they're doing with the the daily fantasy on genre because nobody else is doing this, so you get a one-on-one opportunity. Yeah, sign me up for that. Yeah, stop
0: trying to have to be within the top one percent of the one percent of people playing a da- daily fantasy sports game. Head on over to stathero.com/slash locked on. Sign up for free, and right now you can also get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a three hundred percent match. Unheard of. Go to stathero.com/slash locked on. That's stathero.com. Slash locked on. All right, Kevin, let's talk Penn State football. I mentioned we're going to talk Sean Clifford, and let's do that right now. The quarterback position is, of course, a huge, huge question mark for this team, which is kind of a theme for some of the top teams around the Big Ten. A couple of them know where they're at, but a couple of them still have, at the very least, unproven, but still, of course, very talented players out there. Sean Clifford, not necessarily unproven, but still has plenty of question marks after last season. What's the mood on him right now over there at College Station?
1: Honestly, I feel like there's a good level of confidence. And the reason I say that is because you've, while Sean Clifford has had his ups and downs, you're getting a third-year starting quarterback in college football. You give me a third-year starting quarterback, I don't care what has happened in the previous years. I'm going to take that just about every time because I do think that that is a position where I can rely on experience. And even though this will be his third offensive coordinator – this is uh, Mike Yurcich coming in, uh, kind of uh, trying to get the offense back up to speed with what they're more comfortable doing. I think that's actually going to benefit him very well because, first of all, he got a full spring in with his offense coordinator slash quarterbacks coach and Mike Yurcich. I think that helps put him on the a pace to be a little bit ahead of the curve for where they were a year ago. And I just feel as though, uh, what Sean Clifford went through with his ups and downs last year. I think he did mature from that a little bit. He he got benched in the middle of the season. He ended up coming back and finishing off the season as starting quarterback. But I think that that was kind of a, I guess an eye-opening kind of experience or a real life experience that he really kind of uh, took to heart. And I think he actually benefited from that experience as well. So I think there's a lot of maturity in Sean Clifford. There's certainly no lack of confidence in him uh, individually. Uh, and I feel as though, getting a chance to work with the kind of people he'll have around him on the offense. I think that actually puts Penn state in a very good position to have a really fun offense. Sean Clifford though, does need to prove it though. Kind of like what I said in the last segment where Penn state has to prove it uh, to the, in these national rankings, it's going to start with Sean Clifford because if Sean Clifford is off of his game, then Penn state has some problems with their offense. Cause there's not a lot of experience. There's hardly any experience behind him. So they're going to have to kind of ride with him even through the tough times. If there are any.
0: If you were watching on the YouTube, you saw I had to look down to make sure I had it right, looking it up the second time it's State College, not College Station. I know that's in Texas. I, I, I caught that, but um, I just so. let it fly. <laughs> yeah, I know you can't let it fly. If you let it fly, people get very upset online because then they think <laughs> that both of us thought that was okay for some reason. But I don't know. But yeah, it, it's State College. But anyway, <laughs> moving on with Ben State here. When you're talking about Clifford, you mentioned that kind of just growing experience that he has. I'm wondering how you feel like that translates over to the turnover problem last season for Penn State because it, it was the biggest reason why this team probably didn't have the most success it could have. I mean, I mean, I, I don't want to say one thing caused all of that, but when you talk about the turnovers, this team on offense was still the number two offense in the Big Ten. It was a whole lot of losing that football that mattered. I'm wondering, what are you expecting as far as what that maturity translate to as far as that particular stat that mattered so much last year?
1: Well, if they haven't been spending time focusing on ball control and ball security, then I don't know what they've been doing this whole offseason because that was certainly one of the biggest factors in the slow starts that Penn State had. They dug too many holes against good quality opponents that were too deep to dig out of. And even when it did look like they had an offense that was going to put up yards and put up big plays and put up some points, you know the fact is, if you get behind seventeen nothing, twenty-one nothing, you give up free touchdowns basically to your opponents, you're going to have a hard time winning football games. That's just the way it is. So I do think that Sean Clifford, you know, going through that experience with being benched and kind of. Uh, Breaking down what he was doing wrong, what he can learn and what he can improve, that has to be a big focus going into this upcoming off, uh, season. And that's why I do feel like I do think he, there's reason to believe he can learn from that mistake. So if you look at the film of last year, I mean, the Indiana game, particular Nebraska game, they're giving the opposing offense the football at the four yard line. You can't expect your defense to do too much for that too often and get away with it. Uh, that just happens far too many times. I do think it was a little bit of an outlier as far as Penn state's recent track record is concerned, but that has to be absolutely one of the top keys that they've been focusing on this uh, off season fall camp going into this year, because they cannot afford to get away with that anymore.
0: Well, let's talk about some of the other pieces in that offense, Kevin. I want to start in the trenches. Where are you at with this offensive line right now? Because there's a lot of kind of fluid pieces going in. There's experience there, but it's kind of, A little bit of question mark as to where all of it's going to be plugged in at and where the rest of the things fill in with. Uh, How are you
1: feeling about that offensive line front? There's actually a pretty good feeling about this offensive line going into the year because as years have gone on since the sanctions area, this could very well be Penn State's deepest offensive line that they've had to work with, certainly under James Franklin. And yeah, they do send a couple people off to the late NFL rounds, uh, NFL draft rounds in this past spring but they also have Rasheed Walker coming back who's a potential first round draft pick you know certainly a day one or day two early day two pick uh in the making uh Mike Miranda is a an experienced guy who's coming back uh can you put him in there and this is a this is going to be one of the better offensive line units um it's going to have their work cut out for them because uh, there's some good defensive linemen that they're going to be going up against but I, I feel like there is a pretty good a sense of confidence in what this offensive line can do as far as their depth as far as their experience that they do have and the kind of talent that they've been recruiting because they've certainly been recruiting offensive linemen at a higher clip than they have in recent years before that so uh, th- there's a lot to like about the potential for this offensive line I'm not saying it's going to be the best offensive line in the Big Ten but it's probably one of the better ones that Penn State has had to work with.
0: Well, we talked about what Sean Clifford can do to be better. I mean, that offensive line will help. But when you're talking about the formula, it's offensive line plus great wide receivers that can really make a quarterback a whole lot better. And Penn State has that, too. We're talking Jahan Dotson with 884 and eight touchdowns last season. Parker Washington, a guy who's going to come up, uh, at least I think, and I think we talked about it before, too, as someone who could be a big kind of explosive breakout guy this year. He had 489 and six touchdowns alone last season, too. So it's not like he was quiet at all for the Nittany Lions last year, but it seems like all sorts of things are going right for this Penn State offense right now. And it's right now a matter of just the execution, it seems, because I don't think as we talk through everything, there's any sort of questioning on your part of any individual unit in this offense.
1: No, I think they're all pretty good. Um, I think the tight end position, some people are really looking forward to see what Brenton Strange does as a full-time starter. Uh, they've got some pretty good options there at the tight end position, but you know maybe that's a slight question mark because you don't really know what those guys can do in an increased role of uh, replacing Pat Frymuth, who went off to the NFL draft. So there aren't a whole lot of weak spots as far as the offense is concerned, as, as far as I'm concerned there is a question about whether or not your running back Noah Kane can stay healthy uh, because that's been an issue the last couple of years. Uh, and if he goes down again, you have good running back depth, but again, <laughs> you're, 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 you're hurting your overall quality at that position, a very key position, especially at the offensive lines performing, but there are, there, there's room to improve at a bunch of positions. And I think that they all improve this year. I think that there's a lot to like, to see what Mike Yurcich is going to do with all these pieces he has to work with I think he has good pieces to work with so I think that that's why I'm pretty optimistic about what this Penn State offense can do now the question is how quickly do they put it together are they ready to go in week one like we were talking about or is it going to be a couple weeks before we really see it really get in sync as quickly as they can get that going uh that determines what this season is going to be like for Penn State well plenty of things
0: to figure out on the offensive side of the ball for the Nittany Lions uh, of course things to decide on the defensive side as well and we'll talk to Kevin about all of that to wrap up the program and our Penn State football preview in just a minute right here on Locked On Big 10 before we get to the end of our show though Kevin of course we have to remind the people of our great friends over at Bet Online Bet Online's been with us for a while now we've talked to you about your daily fantasy sports now for the rest of your sports betting BetOnline is the place to go because they've got everything out there, Kev, and also we help them out with a really great deal to make sure that they can get started making off money
1: with a whole lot more money to be made, I guess, if that makes sense. I, I think I get what you're That's saying, good. but you know what's great about BetOnline is you know it doesn't cost anything to get started, but you use the promo code LOCKED15. They gave you 15% on top. Oh, I'm sorry. I used the wrong promo code. <laughs>
0: You can <laughs> use locked15 at BuiltBar.com as well. Yeah. We'll talk about <laughs> you that you another day. Do that.
1: The promo code for Bet Online. If you use the promo code locked on on BetOnline with your first deposit, they give you 50% on top of that. And I always tell people that's like free money. So if you listen to that locked on bets podcast, they tell you how to place your bets wisely so you can capitalize on that. You don't get that kind of opportunity on any other betting service out there. That's what makes betonline the ultimate in online sports books. BetOnline has everything
0: that you need. And again, you can go over to BetOnline.ag on your online web browser, phone, iPad, I don't know, however you get to the internet. Sign up, use the promo code locked on. And again, whatever you put in for your first deposit, they're going to throw 50% of it on top, just icing on top of the cake for you to play around with for free just for signing up at the site. Again, they've got all the lines you could ever ask for and really all the news you can need to make sure you're staying up to date on everything too. It's betonline.ag for everything that you might need in your betting world. All right, Kevin, let's talk defense for Penn State. It's a whole lot to discuss, so I wanted to start by kind of opening it up to you. Where are you most interested in discussing things here with this defense? Because we could go anywhere.
1: Yeah, the strength for this Penn State defense and probably the the strongest unit on this whole roster is going to be in your secondary. But the defensive line, I think, is going to have the biggest uh, question marks going into the year because they are the position unit that's going to replace the most players, which brings the most questions going into this new season. They do have some transfer players, uh, some good quality transfer players that they added through the transfer portal. But again, how quickly does that defensive line get in rhythm? I think that Penn has put together a pretty good track record of developing defensive linemen, so it's not necessarily a big concern for me. But when I look at the offensive lines that they're going to be going up against this year, Wisconsin, uh, Iowa, Ohio State, I even think that Auburn's got a pretty good offensive line. Michigan usually has some big guys too. So uh, Indiana as well, there are a lot of good offensive lines that this defensive line is going to have to create some pressure. So where does that pressure come from? That's the biggest question mark going in. They already have one player that's going to be out for the year in Adisa Isaac, one of the rising younger players. Uh, doesn't look like he's going to play this year. So uh, that's unfortunate. So they're kind of uh, trying to figure out exactly what they're going to do at one of the defensive end positions. You know, again, I, I feel like defensive line, you can pretty much have pretty good faith that Penn State's going to figure it out. But they need to figure it out very quickly. But again, because there's a very good quality opponent coming up in Wisconsin who's going to look forward to running the football all down you if you don't have it figured out.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. If you're talking about a team maybe in the country that's going to provide you with a big, big test on that defensive line, at least as far as the run stopping goes, it's going to be the Wisconsin Badgers out there, nobody known for it more. I think I may have asked you this question when we did our defensive backs preview last week, Kevin, but with these defensive backs, and I'll go linebackers too, how much can those other two units help out the defensive line if things aren't going well? Because, and I think I may have even used this same, reasoning before
1: they say it starts in the trenches it does and uh, i do think that this is a defensive secondary that's going to be able to bail them out at times but i don't think you can put too much pressure on them to do so too many times Uh, because as talented as they are as deep as they are uh, you can leave them stranded if your defensive line is not creating any pressure Uh, so that's going to be a problem especially if you're going up against a team that has quick releases with their offense which they're probably going to face a few of them this year that can be a little bit of a problem because I do think that that is what exposes Penn State's cracks in the defense. Again, I think the secondary is really good. I think they're going to be just fine this year. The question is how many turnovers are they going to be able to produce on their own and how many times are they going to be asked to bail out that defensive line while they're trying to figure things out? I don't think you want to have that too many times. Uh, I think you want to have that secondary just locking down and just kind of playing a little bit more relaxed and more aggressive, I guess, while the defensive line is creating that pressure. And the linebackers certainly have their job to do too. Obviously, uh, I feel like they already know what's going to go on with this linebacker position. They're not asking too much. They just want to ask those guys to just find the ball carrier and bring them down. Uh, And then that's really their top job. The secondary will take care of anything coming up through the air. Well, it's again, another reason
0: why maybe you don't want that big of a test in Wisconsin to start off the season is because there's probably going to be some trying to figure things out in that first week for everybody. But again, they will get used to the way things were a little bit more. Kevin, we'll, of course, have plenty to discuss about Penn State as the season goes on. We're running a little short on time here. I don't want to shortcut the defense here. It's fun to talk about scoring points, but these guys are really good too. So just give us a quick rundown other individual guys who you've been kind of keeping an eye on or any other names that you
1: just want to make sure you give a shout out to before we have to go. Well, Jesse Lukita is a starting linebacker, but he has been working a little bit at that defensive end position. So we may see him play a couple of different positions, especially Mm -hmm. if he's needed at defensive end. And then the the younger player to keep in mind, a freshman who really stood out in the spring, Kalen King, uh, class of 2021, really made a really solid first impression with his performance uh, defensive back in the spring game or the spring scrimmage. Don't know how much of him we'll see very early on, but he's definitely a name that you're going to want to keep an eye on as the season progresses. He's probably going to get some opportunities to play, uh, but his role is going to be building uh, more so in 2022, but look out for him in 2021 as well.
0: Before we let you go, Kevin, can Penn State kick? This is our special teams segment.
1: They They couldn't kick last year. They could kick the year before, so it kind of is uh, going back and forth a little bit. So we're going to have to wait and see. That's a little bit of a question mark, but I think that there's a decent chance that you get above average kicking out of your Penn State special teamers this year.
0: Kevin McGuire is the host of Locked on Nittany Lions every single weekday on Twitter. It's at Kevin on, uh, Kevin on CFB, is it? That's right. It's on the screen. Yeah. Kevin on CFB. That's what it is. Yeah. If you're watching on YouTube, you already know it. I'm at Nate with Sports. The show's Twitter is at Locked On Big Ten. That's one zero not T E N. And the show over on Kevin's side is at Locked On Nittany. Kevin, remind other people where they can
1: find you, other than here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Let's say you just mentioned my Twitter account, Twitter at Kevin on CFB. I'm also the editor of NittanyLionsWire.com, part of the USA sports media group. So if you want to get some more Penn State coverage, you can hop on over there. I'm also a contributor to AthlonSports.com. So uh, things are kicking up over there as well. So lots of Big Ten coverage coming your way from all different angles for me. Coming
0: up tomorrow, we will hopefully, I believe, have Daniel House on to preview Minnesota football alongside Asher Wade of Locked On Badgers. That'll be a feisty little rivalry to discuss with those two that's coming up on a Wednesday edition of Locked On Big Ten I'm Nate Dickinson we'll be back tomorrow